0: You're listening to Curated Podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rppfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham.
1: And me, John Young.
0: CRISPR is a family of DNA sequences in bacteria and uh, archaea, um, and the sequences contain snippets of DNA from viruses that have have attacked the prokaryote. And these snippets are used by the prokaryote to detect and destroy DNA from similar viruses during subsequent attacks. And CRISPR, it's an abbreviation for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats, which uh, really doesn't mean much to the average person, but basically it's a way that they can use the bacteria to edit any gene sequence. Okay. Literally like cut, cutting and pasting. We've got stories that we've covered already in the past about CRISPR on our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. You can just do a search and you'll find uh, more details of this.
1: So this is about identifying characteristics, whether they be good or bad, and then being able to genetically modify that, maybe take them out of the system in order to um, maybe remove disease or um, maybe even uh, remove reproduction.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, one of of the uses that's been talked about often is where the mosquitoes, the types of mosquitoes that are responsible for carrying uh, malaria in, say, sub-Saharan Africa, Mm. you could alter their genes so that, they are not able to reproduce mm-hmm. then you can actually use a gene drive to put that out into nature and then the, the characteristic can actually be passed on to subsequent generations yes and you can actually wipe out the you can wipe out that that type of mosquito yeah. because it can't re- reproduce anymore now it's very controversial because this is the first time that these kind of the man-made genetic changes in in a life forms gene sequence can actually be inheritable and passed on forever yeah. you know it's a permanent change that's been made it's yeah, not look, just a one-off thing
1: GMOs have been done um, you know in in food grains and and plant planting and uh, agriculture for you know many years Uh, and I guess this is that uh, next iteration but specifically for biomass uh, being that of uh, an animal or a human uh, doesn't talk about humans just yet but uh, genes essentially uh, are found in humans and can be uh, identified and therefore modified.
0: So a gene drive is what you use to get these sort of changes out into the wild. So we're talking about mosquitoes, you use a gene drive to get it out there. It's a genetic engineering technology that can propagate a particular suite of genes throughout a population. They can arise through a variety of mechanisms. They've been proposed to provide an effective means of genetically modifying specific populations and and even entire species. So this is really profound technology what I thought was interesting is that the US military is getting in on the act and right. starting to use this technology and see what sort of vulnerabilities exist, because not only do they think of their own uses for it, but they also think of countering the uses that their rivals, say, for example, the Chinese military mm-hmm. might be uh, looking at using this sort of technology for. It might be a way of, I don't know, like, can you alter the, the, the battlefield, you know, the landscape or the dynamics of, a, of a, a war situation, a hot war situation, using this sort of technology is one of the things that no doubt super secret defense organizations around the world have, have looked at. And unfortunately, it's inevitable. These sort of things seem to happen when this sort of technology becomes readily available. And I believe that you can actually buy an online CRISPR kit. It's not going to allow you to sort of change what a gene drive would do, mm-hmm. but it actually will allow you to do the cutting and pasting of genetic material. Uh, I think you can get them for under $1,000.
1: But this is not something that I could do uh, to myself. This would be only if I was passing genes on, isn't it? So this is something which you might be able to affect... one of the genes but it doesn't mean that um you know my full system will be able to adopt it all it's only when you reproduce yeah that's right well the way that
0: the way that you make it go out into a population is having it so that it's inheritable yes. and that's one of the things yeah. that a gene drive can do but obviously with, with humans it's going to take a long time before these sort of changes become of course widespread because of our lifespans and because of the time it takes to reproduce with uh, mosquitoes with, 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 it would with, could be weeks months. exactly yeah. you, you, and and there are questions about you know whether this is really you know whether it's ethical to make permanent changes you know we live in a world where things have evolved the way they are you know they're part of a balance if you like to have a situation where you've suddenly taken out say a mosquito population that could be a concern
1: look and I've seen things. I've watched documentaries to know enough to know that water, for example, has flown down rivers and, and creeks and riverbeds, et cetera, for millennia and it's found its natural path but when humans come in and then try to divert that thinking they know better or trying to you know get the benefit of uh, agriculture that can actually destroy parts of the landscape because of this this changing environment so if we're going to use that as maybe a part analogy we might be fixing one thing which would be you know taking out malaria which would be amazing but what would we be introducing or what effect would that have would that mean that mosquitoes are more aggressive would they be able to reduce reproduce quicker would they be more resistant to repellents, for example. We don't know these answers, and obviously I'm not suggesting that this particular method will cause that, but what we don't know is what we don't know, and that is the scary component of uh, anything like this kind of gene technology, which uh, once released out into the wild, it continued to grow, and and there's no way of controlling it. Look at cane toads in Australia. They're not genetically modified, but they weren't something that evolved here in Australia. They were introduced species, and uh, they are a plague in uh, certainly the northern parts of Australia.
0: Yep, and the Pentagon is apparently concerned about the potential of biological attacks that use gene editing technology. There are applications which are good, like controlling diseases, reducing the mosquitoes that carry malaria, if it's a well-known example, but there are also the possibility that these things could be used for preventing or setting up a biological attack on an enemy and that those things
1: need to be considered very very carefully well if there's certain characteristics or traits about a, a race of people you don't like the concern would be are you going to try and edit that gene out and therefore you know whether it be a white people trying to get rid of any other color or whether it be some other race that tries to you know say look we want to create a, a border wall but it's going to be around gene technology and therefore you know if you Don't fit in with our ideas, then uh, you won't. You can't be part of our group, and we'll make sure of it.
0: And there's an increased focus on China's biotechnology. This is because the the Pentagon released its 2018 National Defense Strategy back in January this year, 2018. It said that there's now a shift in focus to great power competition rather than insurgencies in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So America's taking its eye off the Middle East rightly or wrongly, and it's focusing more on these big rivalries, superpower rivalries basically, between itself and, and China in particular. China's expanded, and it's uh, built artificial islands in the South China Sea, it's uh, spreading its influence all over the world. The American Pentagon is looking to counter that. Back in Australia, there are some really good uses for gene drives. One is to target feral rodents on Australia's islands. So we've got certain unique species that were actually threatened that have been put onto islands off the coast of Australia to protect them from parasites. Mm-hmm. The Cape Barren Geese was one that was uh, originally was moved to, to islands to protect it. Tasmanian devils were taken off Tasmania because of this facial tumour that they that were being affected by. And one of the safer places to put things that you're trying to preserve is on islands well those islands have got mice and rat problems so could you use a gene drive that you were selectively released mm-hmm. on those islands to get rid of those mice and rats to protect the animals that you're trying to quarantine mm-hmm. in those places that's another use for it one of the, the big concerns is unintended consequences things that happen that, that weren't intended when you released a technology gene drives could could spread very quickly through a human population
1: if we consume some of these animals that have been, you know, altered yeah, by these there, genes, are there, are there com- complications? That's right. So I'm cautiously optimistic about what this can achieve, but definitely concerned about what this uh, also could achieve um, if it's just released without much forethought. You know, we seem to think, oh well, let's uh, we've we'll fixed this problem. Let's uh, get it out there, and all, all of a sudden, two or three or f- five or ten more problems are created from this.
0: Exactly. Know? So what's needed is a kind of a conversation among stakeholders to determine and debate whether gene drives are gonna be a viable proposition for pest suppression or whether there's just too many downsides involved in this there's also the objective of of developing a self-limiting gene drive so this would be an inbuilt generation counter that would put a break on on activity so you could actually design you could engineer um, genetically engineer into the gene drive before you release it a kind of a sunset clause i think think that that winds it up after a certain period of time so So it doesn't after
1: a number of reproductions and then it can't reproduce potentially that or
0: that it can't reproduce beyond the 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 animals generation yeah Yeah. exactly you know all those sorts of things are are potentially desirable given that the circumstances US military, as as I've mentioned, is funding work on this sort of stuff. And they're collaborating with universities over in America, and they're spending millions of dollars. Apparently,
1: so, so this would this be the sort of thing where it's uh, rather than having malaria or mosquitoes, they might be engineering these uh, mosquitoes to have a, a different disease, and so and then release these mosquitoes in uh, war zones that could infect the person and, and introduce some other gene or uh, some issue. That's the concerning and scary part of um, you know this biological warfare.
0: According to documents obtained under freedom of information by the Third World Network. DARPA, the Defence Advanced Research Projects Agency, an agency of the United States Department of Defence responsible for the development of emerging technologies for use by the military. DARPA has allegedly provided up to $100 million for various gene drive projects. According to its website, They've got a, a thing called the Safe Genes Program, is what they term it, uh, and this is to protect warfighters and the homeland against intentional or accidental misuse of genome editing technologies, prevent and/or reverse unwanted genetic changes in a, in a given biological system, and facilitate the development of safe, precise, and effective medical treatments that use gene editors. So they're acknowledging that there are risks, and they're also acknowledging there are threats. You know, imagine if you could genetically modify, you know, an army that's attacking you. Yeah. Well, in that- or in a way that takes immediate effect and make them basically a completely ineffective the uh, future
1: of terrorism is bioterrorism
0: look there's various organizations involved in this darpa is one of them australian universities it's a, it's a very exciting technology as we've said in, in past discussions and past podcasts on on CRISPR that, that are on our website there's huge potential involved with it but there are also some pretty amazing and dangerous risks and particularly the militarization of this sort of technology Thanks for listening.
1: And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestions for future shows.